All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Kill Your Internet podcast. With you today, as always, is your boy Colin. With us today, we have the gear car. Uh, on on the road, we have specific cars that each person rides in, and uh, our car is me. We got Kenny Beans Bianco in the building. Kenny, say what's up. Hello, hello. And we got Master Chief <laughs> over here. <laughs> gear car. We got we got Roast Malone in the building. Roasty boy, say what's Gucci. Oh, dude, I'm roasting. <laughs> this kid, we were about to start the podcast, and my, my computer died, so we had to start it over. And apparently, Eric was like, oh, I'm going to go get my bongs. <laughs> my man came prepared. He's got shades on inside. It's a very PFT commenter of you. It's bright in here because my future is so bright. I <laughs> 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 fuck with your vision. Let's build. No mirrors allowed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. This is our first uh, three. He's like, all right, yeah. So he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so this is our first three way with the band uh, on the podcast today. We also have Jake from the Orphan and the Poet who will be on. We did an interview with him about three weeks ago, before um, before we kind of took a little bit of a, a, a I don't know mental break from the from the podcast to get the record done. But um, our last podcast was an episode with our man DJ Move. And uh, that was an absolutely spectacular fucking episode. Um, we talked about everything going on between the protests, just life in America today. Um, that was a great fucking episode. Uh, probably our heaviest episode, as it should have been. So this one's going to be a little bit on a lighter foot. But either way, I mean, we really haven't gotten to talk about it. But did you guys see today that, that Trump um, had people, uh, they were victims of police brutality, their families come and apparently he passed some sort of like executive order about police reform. So apparently things are changing and that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know ins and outs of that, but I mean, I guess it looks good for fucking them. <laughs> he dude, whatever that dude can do, cause he has the power to do it. He should do it. And yeah, uh, but he's I, a piece of fucking shit. So he won't, he does not live in reality. He's fucking I mean, yeah, we. I think we can <laughs> fuck see him, that. dude. I think we can see that. Um, yeah. So, shouts out to DJ Move. Thank you for coming on last week, uh, boys. We've been busy again. We've been back in the studio. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but we're in the we're in the yellow phase. So, we got in, finished the last of it, and um, getting to work, baby. I'm fucking pumped. Yeah. I know, right? Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was good. It was fucking fantastic, dude. Kenny, we recorded this song that during quarantine, Ken uh, had texted me. He was like, yo, me and Mary, his girlfriend, we got kind of drunk on wine tonight, and I wrote this bass line. Tell me what you think. And it's fucking absolute fire. Ken will be intravenously drunk on wine for the rest of his life now. So, Hey, do what you got to do. Goddamn right. <laughs> God. I mean, we, all you want to do is try to just improve your quality of life, and that's all you can do. And that just sounds like a fucking win for the people. I mean, yeah, my heart health will be great. Just a glass of red. Glass of red. Day. Yeah. <laughs> and I, if you can mix a small bit of dark chocolate in there, it'd be fucking golden, buddy. Yeah, oh, God. Ken, Ken's over here on an IV of dark chocolate and Merlot. <laughs> my dad heard. My dad heard it was healthy, like, if you eat dark chocolate. So now <laughs> what he does is he bought the whole fucking, like, variety pack of white milk and dark chocolate Kit Kats. So he's, like, one-third doing it right. But I don't even think it's, like, supposed to be, like, three in one. Like, he, like, unwraps like, them. 
and eats like three of them at a time, like one of each. Was like, he make a sandwich bad. out of Kit Kats? Like, like I was like that. Like the other two canceled out whatever benefit you were getting. But either way, <laughs> it's supposed to be like the the ninety seven percent dark chocolate. Like it's not supposed to be like fucking. Like, yeah, a kid like, cat, a kid cat, dark chocolate. Your dad's gonna come in with like an Easter bunny, dark chocolate. <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude. Red, he's like red wine and dark chocolate. And he's got like, like Merlot flavored Mad Dog and Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my fucking god. Um, other than that, like whatever's going on today, um, we're are we reserved to the fact that baseball is probably not happening? Does anybody? Uh, give they a were shit? talking about. I don't. Honestly, you got um, hockey back. So what the fuck do you care? Well, yeah, not only that, I'm just completely dumb. Like, I don't know. I'm not not gonna say I'm completely dumb baseball. I definitely like don't like how it's like presented now with like all these stupid fucking launch angle stats. I don't know. I probably sound like an old ass idiot, but (laughs) for for a dude in your twenties, you're sounding pretty boomerish, bro. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah, fucking. Well, did you you already know? Did you get to watch the Long Gone Summer documentary, the thing on Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa that came out on um, ESPN this week? Oh, I didn't know that came out yet. Dude, it, it, like that year they were chasing each other. Yeah, and it was pretty good. Like I was just happy to have sports on, but like, yeah, they spent like 15 minutes at the end. Like it's a two-hour documentary, and they spent 15 minutes talking about um, steroids, and they basically just blamed it on Barry Bonds. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't get way, why they just don't be like, yeah, we took steroids. Like, I don't give a shit, dude. Like, I played baseball, and like you played baseball in college. Like, hitting a fastball that's like really fast is got to be the hardest thing i watched uh it was an old home run derby that was on it was actually the one at the vet um from 96 espn was playing it and uh i texted my boy brian and i was just like because we're both baseball guys and i was like barry bonds i don't give a shit about steroids dude, was yeah. the greatest hitter of all time oh my god yeah there's no doubt about it dude he <laughs> it's like hit him 500 feet like it's no big deal well i mean mike mike messinelli actually talked about this on on the show today um and i was listening he was like he was like look i played baseball at penn state he's like if you were to tell me as like a 20 year old moron, if I had to shove a needle in my ass in order to make, in order to make a couple million, hundred billion dollars in major league baseball with the chances I might get caught after I've made my money, you goddamn right. I'm going to show it. Absolutely. It's a business decision. I don't care. Like, dude, plus the dingers look spectacular. Oh my God. Yeah. Just the 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 visual. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, All right. Let's move on to segments. Yep. Uh, let's go into the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet today. Uh, this is actually yesterday, but did you guys see the people in South Philly at the Marconi Plaza protecting the Christopher Columbus statue with bats and shit? <laughs> I, I heard. I heard about it. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah, Colin, it's like, the, it's like the Sopranos with Christopher Columbus. It thing. is exactly <laughs> what it is. But here's my thing. I we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I grew up in a house with with an Italian immigrant. I'm I grew up in a very Italian household. <laughs> And the argument they're making is it has something to do with Italian heritage. Now, look, if you, if you find, uh, you know, a point of pride in that as an Italian American, I can't, once again, I can't tell you you're wrong. I had never in my life heard anybody in my family ever say anything about Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what Christopher Columbus would do? But, but a big thing for me more than Dude, it's just a fucking statue. If it makes if it makes yeah, a majority, if it makes a majority of the people in the city feel uncomfortable at this point, why? Are, look, get, why are you protecting a statue? Like, yes, what? What are you defending, buddy? It's like, just a statue. You like, a, you can still have a fucking bat in your hand. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you can still you can still have a sense of pride in Christopher Columbus if you're an Italian American and feel that way. Once again, I am. Like, I'm, I my family is, and 
Um, but yeah. there's there's nothing that I can, not even the Nick Foles statue. There's nothing that I care about in this world enough to stand in front of a statue with a bat, <laughs> <laughs> with, with a weapon ready to. It's just like you're gonna dude, die on that hill. All I'm saying is like with all these statues, like a lot of these dudes weren't good dudes, and history has shown that. And e- even if you, well, I mean, we have the benefit of just being able to judge them, like 100. percent But Christopher either, Columbus committed genocide, probably. Like that's pretty shitty. But I'm <laughs> saying more, a more, than, guy. more than anything. But probably Dude, not. You you still have your memories and you still have like your thoughts on it, but like, do you need the statue? Do you have you ever walked by that statue and been like, I fucking love that statue? So I've never walked by a statue and been like, yeah. Yo, man, I need that statue. Like, I don't. I never walked by a statue, and I was like, "Yo, dude, during a time of civil unrest, I'll be out here to guard (laughs) motherfucker." (laughs) If anyone comes to take you, I'm getting my bat. (laughs) You have my words. (laughs) We'll we'll be here. It's just like I just don't. Like in, in all this, I haven't understood. The idea of these like kind of counter protest type things, dude, people are protesting for the right reason right now and they're getting shit done. What is your point of view in thinking that you have to go out there and make your point? Shut the fuck up, dude. Just yeah. I mean, yeah, (laughs) just be just it's. Like, I'm not out here to tell anybody how to live their life, but no, like, no, no. I'm just all. more just, pointing out the fact that the idea just of look inside, a just look bat, inside, just look inward. That's like, all. That's all we ask. The idea of defending a statue with a bat is just funny to me. I don't. <laughs> that is just like that person probably has like never thought about their own like emotions. I don't even know. How, how <laughs> Man, that weed's starting to hit you hard. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like that person no. has never probably questioned one single thought they've had. Like. They're probably like, I'm gonna go defend that with a bat. Yeah, and like when, and that's it. <laughs> All right, let's get my. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I was just the, the whole getting the bats is just grab the bats, boys. <laughs> We're going out and defend the yeah. damn object. Get, get in the pickup truck. Go go with our bats. <laughs> and then no, and then nobody even shows up to counter protest. Like you're just standing around with bats. Right <laughs> yeah, no one's even there. They're just like, yeah, we're gonna just, yeah. like better not. <laughs> like first off, the city came and wanted to take it down. Like. That's gonna come with machines to take it down. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, if, you wreck, <laughs> if you got a wrecking ball, dude, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, they're not. They're gonna die for that. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, the number one trending topic on Twitter right now is hashtag What's next for Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Chuck E. Cheese is filing for bankruptcy. Which, by the way, oh, I did First of all, I didn't know that Chuck E. Cheese still existed. I didn't know that they were still around. There's one like on the boulevard behind a Hooters. <laughs> there's one by Hong that Kong Pearl. Right. You're right. In Langhorn, there's one by the Hong Kong Pearl. Yeah. Either way, I mean, what is next for Chuck E. Cheese? I saw some like good stuff <laughs> about him starting I a mean, rap career or taking the band on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the mouse gonna do? Like, what is, what is Chuck E. Cheese himself gonna do? I don't know. He's always wanted to do like interior design, so I think you can like take a risk and like just go all in on interior design. Yeah, he's he's betting he's he's putting a lean on his house to produce that mixtape. Yeah, <laughs> going in, dude. Oh man, I don't know. I thought that shit was hilarious. I was like, finally, something that I can laugh at on Twitter. I was just like, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, uh, the other thing I Chucky. saw for for um, wildest shit that I seen on the internet was this thing. Uh, Doug Ellen, who created um, Entourage, Entourage, just put this Entourage, just because <laughs> he puts a lot of shit. Like he just has like a constant feed of stuff going up on his Instagram, and it was this video, and the caption was, "Remind me to never make a wrong turn in Texas and wind up in somebody's driveway." Apparently, so the video is this dude who like apparently had making a made a wrong turn and driven onto private property in Texas. And the video is the dude who lives there who's like this like five foot two bald dude 
and just looks like the angriest dude on earth. And he's like, <laughs> and he has a gun pointed in the guy's face through the car window. And the guy's videotaping him. And he, and the guy was like, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know this was your property. And the guy's like, God damn right. You knew it was my property. He's like, and you're going to fucking die today. He's like, legitimately, like, he's like, I'm going to put a bullet in your fucking head. He's like, put that car in park. I'm going to fucking kill you. And the guy's like, Hey man, I'm just going to back up. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I didn't know it was your property. He's like, you fucking knew it was my property. He's like, you're going to park that car. Oh, he was saying you knew. Yeah, he's like, you knew what? You my property. Hold on, wait. So the, the best part is the guy goes, the guy goes, the guy goes, put the car in park, and the guy goes, what are you gonna do? And he goes, you're gonna get arrested. <laughs> he's like, you're going to jail. And the guy was like, I'm just gonna back up now. And he starts driving away, and the dude starts fucking shooting at him. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! Like in dude. reverse, this guy's like, like in no, reverse. He, no, he hit, he, at, no like, he hit the gas, like, and the dude was shooting at him. Like he oh, so he just like it. plowed through this man's property? No, 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 no. Like you, it looks like this dude just on a road. He just no, oh, he's like oh, legitimately shit. Oh, at the oh. end of the dude's driveway. I thought he like pulled up to like the crib. No, he like, pulled up to the end of this dude's driveway, and in Texas they got mad property. So he, this dude was just out by the end of his driveway on patrol. <laughs> no, and, <laughs> but the, the dude is just like legitimately like I wish I could put the sound in. He was he was yeah. literally just like, but like and the most it was like like a horror movie like he was like made oh, a wrong shit. turn and the guy was just like you're gonna fucking die today he's like i'm gonna put a bullet right between your fucking eyes say i won't and the guy was like hey man i'm, I'm really sorry i didn't know it was your property he's like you knew it was my property you fucking knew what you were doing now park that car you're about to get arrested <laughs> that sounds like the kind of dude that would go grab oh a bat yeah that guy would definitely go protect the statue <laughs> yeah Bro, oh I was just, I was just like that dude's uh, Twitter is probably crazy. He's definitely got the avatar with the glasses, with like the the step. That dude's a stepdad Terry of Iverson. He anyway. wears the. He um, probably shirts. like spells words exactly how he says them. He definitely like, tweets in all caps. Squir- like hone squirrels is like H U N. Hone squirrels. Like, no, he, he wears. Dude. He wears the shirts that say like I am a god fearing. Oh yeah, I he, love he, my wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely buys the shirts off Facebook that just like literally like everything that he types into Google search like comes up on like a t-shirt yeah. in Facebook. He, he only has like high white socks with like the gray ankle. Oh, like, no doubt, bro. Like, he would Joe. love the wild he would love the wild with woodwalk t-shirt stories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's three. Oh my god. So yeah, that was the wildest shit that I seen on the internet. That's definitely the wildest shit that I seen on the internet. Yeah, oh my um, god. <laughs> let's let's move on to what the fuck we've been listening to. Um we're going to go with two songs each cuz we got three of us just to, you know, save time. Uh Eric, you want to go first? I do because I, my dad just I for, I forgot to tell you guys this. My dad got a Mustang today, like a 66 Mustang. Like it like What? Yeah, dude, he he was like researching it online and like fucking like it was it was actually funny because he was like calling people being like yeah like it was just a private seller and he'd be like yeah like do you have this new catalog they were like what the fuck are you talking about yeah 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 he just uh it's actually sharp it's fucking awesome like is it a convertible no it's just uh it's a hard topic but it, it's a beautiful car but what um, color is it um it's like a dark it's like super dark metallic blue like almost black like oh, it's man yeah I like it's midnight blue uh, yeah, yeah. Bro, I, I love old Mustangs. It. So that's yeah. what Eric's been listening to. Ken, what have you been listening to? <laughs> no, no, fucker. Eric, Eric go, go. Because I no, because I turned it on and like when you turn it on, like it like it idles at like fifteen hundred RPMs, which is like pretty fucking like like 
loud and uh back in black came on and the sound system dope and i turned it up and it was like i was sitting there in the, in the fucking mustang i was like yes did you, have, did you have a sleeveless shirt on <laughs> no i just had this on actually smoking a cig out the window did, did, oh my did god diesel. no i don't want to get shot in this fucking eyeball <laughs> did vin diesel come up to you and, like pull his car <laughs> next to you and ask yeah <laughs> he was just in my car in the driveway next to this <laughs> You got ten fast, ten furious over in Eric's yeah. <laughs> Paul Walker, right. Paul Walker gave me that nod, like in the GIF, like, oh yeah, R.I.P. to the goat. The uh, Ken, Ken, you're first. So my first one, it goes off of because two of my buddies are going to be having kids in the next couple months. Whoa, hold on a second. So, it's Schmucker and who? Mike. Oh yeah, shit, my bad. I forgot about that. <laughs> Mike, I knew that. Damn fool. So yeah, Mike, I'm sorry. Over the weekend, we were like having talks about like dad rock and like, oh, you guys get ready to listen to some dad rock. And it got me thinking like when like our generation has kids, what's going to be the dad rock for our generation? Oh, so trapped. <laughs> I think I think the number one and I've been listening to Battleborn Runaways by the Killers. Oh, yeah. I feel like the Killers are going to be a big, big dad rock ride. Are you kidding me, dude? Hey, a bunch yeah, of, bunch of 55 that. year old dads just blasting out the Mr. Brightside. That's a great call. <laughs> like, but, slightly revealing their emotions. Like, through bro, the song. Run, like, Runaway is definitely the most dad rock song that they have. It's bro. a great song. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great song. Um, I went with my first one. Uh, Mondo Cosmo just dropped a new album. Um, and I picked the song Generator. I, it's, it's a fucking absolutely incredible album. Um, and I'm lucky enough that like that we communicate through Instagram um, direct messages, and I just hit him up, and I was like, "Dude, this shit's fucking amazing." He was like, "Thanks." <laughs> so that was our conversation. But uh, dude, me and Ken's story was so much fucking better. I'm not done. I'm not done yet, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a really good fucking album. Uh, listen to it because I usually have better stories behind it, but that <laughs> that fucking album is just incredible. So pick up um, "New Medicine" by Mondo Cosmo. Eric, you're too. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I heard. Uh, um like rat uh round and round you guys know that dude yeah, what is going on you know? <laughs> no, this is a one, one mustang yeah one mustang dude, i came the- out in like a leather like speed jacket like <laughs> like i could have stepped onto a motorcycle just as easily Bro, like, eric, eric wears driving gloves everywhere now <laughs> yeah i'm like in pretzel factory like <laughs> Like, yeah, these were like 200 bucks <laughs> in your Van Halen t shirt, <laughs> yeah, yeah, panties only. But, um, that rat was in, I forget what kind of commercial it was in. Oh, it was a Geico commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like we got a rat problem, <laughs> yeah, dude. That song is like so that's like the like one of the ideal 80s hair metal songs round and round dun, 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 dun. that's some that's some that's some um, that's some serious dad rock right yeah there. That, that's that is right oh that's that's stepdad that rock. may or may not be <laughs> no no stepdad terry probably can oh my god dude rat. stepdad terry like that's how he reveals himself as a good person is through like the the hair metal that you he kidding me dude stepdad terry huff glue at a rat concert <laughs> Stepdad Terry still buys ringtones and bought round now. And it's the eight bit ringtone, like Michael Scott. <laughs> All right, Ken, go for your second one. So my second one was a band I actually discovered on my Spotify Discover Weekly. They're actually Ooh. pretty unknown. It's some North, it's some Jersey like pop punk ska band, Millington. Okay. They had this song called Beatdown Generation, and it's just like, did you send they, me that? 
I think I told you about them. I'll send it to you after this. Yeah. They're like literally newfound glory meets less than Jake, which oh, is sweet. The okay. 2004 sounding sentence ever. But yeah. if, Bro, we're, date, we're, some, we're dating ourselves with these references. <laughs> if you're yeah, looking for some pop punk nostalgia. Yeah, so you're thinking that's going to be in the new Tony Hawk's pro skater? <laughs> oh, dude. If they like, came up in the Tony Good Hawk one. era, they would like, be maybe set. Sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, now. Thanks, buddy. Um, I'm going to go with my, my next pick. Um, I was between two. I'm going to pick uh, Lil Baby. I had to go with at least one rap song in this in this fucking abomination of <laughs> list of songs. Um, uh, Yo, fuck all the way up, dude. Lil Baby's album just went number one after being out for five months because he put out this song called The Bigger Picture that he actually shot the video at a protest and like for like people who don't give baby enough credit for being a good rapper, this dude fucking wrapped his ass dude, off. Isn't he like top 20 artists right now? Like, Lil, Lil, well, there's dub baby and Lil baby and Lil uh, baby, of course dub baby's a little more, um, I don't know, like, like gimmicky Lil baby is a, he fucking wraps his ass off. Uh, Lil Wayne uh, said okay. he's his current favorite rapper. Um, but we, me okay. and me and Paul and Tom and our, in our, group chat were just saying like, he's probably the best like mainstream rapper right now the most consistent he's just been putting out banger after banger so uh shouts out to little baby he might get nominated for a grammy for that shit because of the so- one of the social context until he just wrapped his ass off for like five minutes um i also wanted to give an, an honor if anybody else wanted to give an honorable mention i wanted to get an honor- i do honorable yeah. mention to the band idols i've showed you idols before i-d-l-e-s they're like a cockney british punk band um they have a new record coming out and I wanted to highlight their song "Never Trust a Man with a Perm." Um, it is the it's like the most angry, like bro. It is it is the most <laughs> angry fucking like crazy shit that I listen to. But they have these crazy, amazing like melodic choruses, and the guy's voice is very, very, very unique. So uh, if you don't know Idols, check them out. I want to go as soon as quarantine's over. I'm going on an Idol show and punching myself in the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So honorable mention, to Eric. Um, the instructors, Russell. Oh, uh, my man, dude. Yeah. That song, I was like fucking driving like ninety miles an hour down Woodhaven Road. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, to like everything. Like, today. it was like that typical cartoon sequence. Like, I was just like buzzing down the fucking highway, <laughs> and like the trees were going down, and like palm trees were like coming up on the side, and there was like fucking beautiful girls on the beach and shit. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, takes you there. Uh, all right, Ken. Oh, yeah. Any honorable legend? Yeah, just one. Um, this band actually kind of missed my radar when they were out, but I've been reading this book about the early 2000s New York City music scene. Um, LCD Sound System, Losing one My, of my Edge. One favorite fucking bands, dude. Losing My Edge, that's such an awesome song. Just the whole context around it and everything. We, we talked to um, Bruce. I, put, I talked to Bruce Warren on the podcast about LCD Sound System. Nobody else can make a nine-minute song with a hook in it. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're they're fucking incredible. I fucking love LCD. Yeah, so I've been digging into them and I've been liking what I'm hearing. Just never got into them. Bro, great choice. Good choices all around. Eric, you've inspired me to go buy a Mustang. <laughs> Don't thank me. I'm gonna buy like, but I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy like a 2002 <laughs> a 2002 Mustang that everybody fucking had growing up that like would just fall apart. So <laughs> yeah. um, Dude, let's I, get. Uh, oh, I was just gonna. Is it okay? All right. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> I've even called my dad. I've started calling my dad Hawk because he Hawk. like walks because he like walks around the house like like looking for shit to be wrong. And he, he's, like, he's like he's like 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 just looking around, like snapping his beak around, looking at like bullshit. Like 
He's like, why is that there? Like, <laughs> Eric, do you remember the nickname that me and my brother gave my dad when we were when we were in, in like when we were kids? Uh, I probably I probably will remember when you say. I it. mean, it's it's like the most <laughs> budney nickname of all time because it's me and my brother, and it makes no sense. My dad grew a goatee, and we made fun of him for it, so we started calling him Pooby Pooby McBeardface. <laughs> and to this day, my brother still calls him Pooby McBeardface. <laughs> Uh, I like how yours has like a rationale behind it. Like your dad walks around the house and tries to like find things that are going wrong. And I'm like, yeah, my dad had a goatee. So (laughs) (laughs) my dad had poop on his face. (laughs) All right. Let's go into our coronavirus survival guide. Uh, Uh, This week we're doing uh, uh, movies that you could watch a thousand times. And I'm not like going to put like put this one in there because uh, what inspired me was Shooter was on TNT today, and Shooter's on TNT. Wow, anyway. that's what inspired you, bro. I've seen Shooter eight million <laughs> times, and every time it's on, I sit there and I watch it. So it's not one of my picks, but Shooter was the like Shooter and Four Brothers, just like ba- mouth Mark Wahlberg's yeah, lines. Basically, <laughs> every every Mark Wahlberg movie that comes on, I know every word too. So between sh- like Shooter and and Four Brothers, um, I have Four Brothers. That's a good one, actually. Uh, Ken, we didn't start with you, so Ken, pick your first one. Um. Oh well. I'll pick one. I'd put the whole series in, but the fast, the six Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We'll go with that one. Yeah. What, yeah. what was what was the storyline? Was that when they were in Brazil? That's the one where they go to London. The Rock's a good guy. Oh, okay. Um, they take down a jet at the end or a plane. Oh with yeah, their cars. yeah. That's where. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't want to spoiler what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. It's fun because every time we go on tour, there seems to be a Fast and the Furious movie that comes out, and we always say we're like, dude, we need to have a band movie night. Go see Fast Nine. Watch the Rock catch a torpedo with his hands. <laughs> that's yeah. the, that's Instead, the we just smash one. Miller lights over our heads and bro, fucking, fucking um, the first Fast and the Furious was on the other day, and it is just so funny to watch. Like, oh, it's so the beginning is yeah. just about racing cars, and then the ninth one, they're like doing central intelligence against the foreign <laughs> nation, like <laughs> their torpedoes from a tank. Like, yeah, they just have like the most state of the art shit all the time. It seems like Paul Walker was the one who was keeping the story like on track, and then Paul Walker passed away, and then <laughs> Vin Diesel was like, "Finally, we get to tell my story." Yeah, <laughs> get John Cena, get John, C- <laughs> and we're brothers. Yeah. Uh, all right, Eric, go for go for your first one. All right, I win. The Patriot, great movie. Mel Gibson. That's a great movie. And, and Heath Ledger. Ledger. That is. I have no. I don't even. You, Bro, you, you had that. Patriot, you had that on v- yourself. You had that on VHS when we were kids. I think we did. I think we did. Yeah. In your wall of VHS tapes. I feel like, the, like some of the lines from that movie are like in my DNA. Like he's like he's like, tell me about Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Good um, yeah, yeah, the movie's fucking dank. If you don't uh, watch it, I want to see your American citizenship card. Speaking of American citizenship card, my first pick is Point Break because I'm a true American and <laughs> I love me some shitty. I love me some shitty '80s action movies. I was between Point Break, Top Gun, all of the Tom Cruise '80s movies, uh, and I went with Point Break because I've seen it. Eight Top Gun times. came out in the '90s. No, Point Break came out in the '90s. Point Top Gun came out in the '80s. Sure? It was 80s fucking movie. Yes, I'm 100. I bet you I came in like 84. Oh, like, ooh, no way. Bro, Take My Breath Away was the fucking song from the movie. Either way, uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, okay, it was uh, 1986. You're right. So Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah, just the goat, and fucking um, Patrick Swayze as Bodie. 
if you haven't seen the original Point Break, do yourself a favor, waste two hours and go watch it because it's fucking sweet. Uh, Ken, go with your second um, My second one, I'll go Inglorious Bastards. It's my favorite Tarantino. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Me too. I just watched um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and my first thought was Inglorious Bastards was better. Mm-hmm. Inglorious Bastards is my favorite Tarantino movie as well. Yeah, it's so good. Well, that yeah, or, really is. I mean, I feel like Pulp Fiction is in its own category at this point. Like it's been so like mythicized. Like I don't, I don't think it's a word, but Inglorious Bastards is definitely the goat. So Myst- mystified, you were looking for. I don't, I don't think that's what. I, go ahead with your second one, Eric. Um, I think like the best movie to come out of the, um, like I Love You Man, Step Brothers, like you know the range I'm talking about, right? John Apatow movies. Yeah, is without doubt Pineapple Express. Great Pineapple fucking Express movie. Is so fucking funny. So rewatchable. Dude. Like when he like, dude, like you know when he's like sitting on the hood of the car after they like they like uh, they get scared, they like go to the woods. He's like looking, he's like looking up in space, like sucking a joint, and he goes like, ooh, space, and it's like <laughs> it makes that like space noise, dude. <laughs> my favorite, line, my favorite part in that movie. My favorite part of that movie is when Danny McBride uh, and uh, James Franco have like the reunion when he comes to save him, and he, <laughs> he goes, "I fucking love you, man. I want to be inside you, Holmes." <laughs> and then in that same scene, he looks over at Seth Rogen or at, at James Franco, and he's like, he thinks he's saving the day, and he's like, "This is my moment. This is my moment." And all of a sudden, the fucking Daywoo comes yeah. through <laughs> and fucking nails. Him. <laughs> Great movie. Uh, he's just trying to get a motherfucker scholarship. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, look, you man, what are, what are you wearing? <laughs> Business suit? <laughs> what am I wearing? Fucking kimono. <laughs> nah, he's like kimono, dog. <laughs> he shaves his armpits because it makes him aerodynamic when he fights. <laughs> yeah, dude, there, that is one of the most qu- dude, just the beginning. He's part, like the yeah. beginning part with Bill Hader <laughs> with. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah! Item number nine. <laughs> He's yeah. like, "Why are we on the fucking streets right now? Screaming from the rooftops!" <laughs> item number yeah. nine. He's need. <laughs> He's like. Here's what he's like. I got like a lot of problems with this little shit show you call the military. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like number one. Where are all the boobies? <laughs> <laughs> what spectacular movie! That's a great choice, Eric. Thank you. Um, I went with the sports movie. Remember the Titans is the most rewatchable sports movie of all time. Yeah, dude, that's good. Yeah, one. I agree with that. I know every fucking line of that movie. How about the part when they're doing up downs, <laughs> up downs, and Julie or and fucking uh, Petey says he doesn't want to do up downs anymore because he's thirsty, <laughs> and and the coach goes, "We are going to do up downs until Petey is no longer tired or thirsty." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I fucking love them. That is that is the fucking goat movie. Yeah, that's she's a good like one. she's like sorry, family only when they're in when he's in the hospital and Gary's all fucking Gary, you, <laughs> you <laughs> Gary's laying in the hospital bed and he looks at the nurse and goes, Ellen, can't you see that's my brother? And yeah, I fucking tear every time, dog. Oh, dude, yeah. Julius and Gary Bertier, man, Sunshine, <laughs> Petey, Rev, fucking Louis Lastic, who apparently became fucking jacked. Have you seen the picture of Louis Lastic? Oh yeah, he I is. thought he was a uh, uh, Hodor. No. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I was just like, shit. Uh, Ken, go with your third. All right. So I did Fast and Furious to keep on my brand. Uh, right, one serious it. movie. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll go with comedy. Uh, I was between this and Step Brothers. Uh, but I'll say Hot Tub Time Machine, the first one. Oh, so is... good. Another one of the most quotable movies of all time. Yeah, I think it's just hilarious. Look at the bottom of the desk. Does it say Cox? 
Does it say dicks? <laughs> it says neither cocks nor dicks. <laughs> I, I have to confess that I've never seen Hot Tub. Oh, wow, that's dude, that's a great here. fucking movie, dude. And I feel I'm so mad that you haven't seen it. You get to watch it with fresh eyes. Like I, it, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's great. So young. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eric, go ahead. Your, go ahead with your last one. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a sports one. Um, You want me? You want to come back? And I'll do mine. Yeah, do yours. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I had like because I had to put a Marvel movie in there because of my nerdness, but like I picked Thor Ragnarok of all the Marvel movies. That is the most rewatch. That or Captain America's um, uh, Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier is so good. Um, between those two, those are my two most rewatch. Or fucking Spider Man uh, Far From Home. I really like that too. Um, but Ragnarok yeah. would probably be my pick. And then my, we're, well, we'll do a whole honorable mention section. But Eric, go ahead with your last one. I still didn't think of it. I was to what you <laughs> Goddamn <said>. weed, dude. <laughs> it has, yeah, maybe it has a little bit to do with it. But not what about like Mighty Ducks? Mighty Ducks. Nah, uh, that's like, oh, that's in the kid file. Like, Miracle? Miracle. Uh, I I actually like Mystery Alaska better. I knew you were gonna say Miracle is like just one from time to time. I mean, dude, I could say Bull Durham because like Bull the Durham. hockey scenes, like it's hard to like film hockey. Dude, Field like, of doesn't... Dream, Field of Dreams, like nothing hitting you. Like, uh, I've just so many sports movies. I like, I guess I would say Invincible. Invincible's fucking great. I've seen Invincible. That's another Mark Wahlberg like if, movie that's if, on TBS every week. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Especially in the Northeast. They love that guy. Uh, I do. I stood up in the theater and cheered when he when he ran the... <laughs> I swear to God, the entire theater <laughs> stood up. Everyone threw their shit. <laughs> when he blocks the punt against the Giants at the end of the movie and then runs it back. Oh, hell yeah. He, like, uh, points up at the... Yeah. Oh, points up at the stands, dude. We all stood yeah. up and started clapping. I was, like, 10. So... Um, <laughs> I actually changed my vote from that, uh, and I make it signs. By, signs? Uh, M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, dude. Rubber suit! Rubber suit! <laughs> that, actually, that movie is actually, like... It's incredible. I love that movie. It's a pretty, like, solid, like... I have like, to get back to the themes. It. Like, if you, like, if you, like, you know, take, like, take it seriously and, like, think about the themes that are presented and it's like pretty fucking no one has had a more polarizing career than M. Night Shyamalan and making great movies and then also making the worst <laughs> yeah. movies you ever yeah. seen the movie The Happening where Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel talk to plants terrible that's the yeah. worst movie. I actually when I was a kid I was probably like 13 the movie The Lady in the Water came out it was like Paul Giamatti and uh, I actually left isn't that Daniel Radcliffe no Must be this was like his movie after The Sixth Sense I think right or is like it, kind of nah. after that no, I think it was, it was after Signs. It was after Signs, and it yeah, was supposed to be okay. like from the maker of Signs and <laughs> the Lady in the Water. And we literally got up out of the theater and left. And we were like, "That was that was so fucking bad." I don't even know how it ended. I we left too early. Like I, yeah, we were also thirteen year old jerk offs, so I can't really like, say anything. But like, did you, see, um, <laughs> did you ever see Devil where they're in the elevator? No, I heard that was pretty good. Was it not? It yeah, it was. It was like I don't know. It was. I guess it was like I don't want to say I liked it, so I don't want to call it gimmicky. But it was like you know what I mean. Like it's that like situational shit. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a very like I don't know. It was a cheesy, it was a cheesy scenario. Premise. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's wanna... this one part in that where like it's. Do you know the guy in um? He's the guy who plays Winston in uh, uh the Lamore Ringer. Mo- oh, I thought you were gonna say uh Winston in New Girl. I was like Lamore Moore. Yeah, I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's he's Winston from The Ringer. Uh, 
He's in um, 500 Days of Summer. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. friends, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's, like, he's that guy's in Devil. Kid, dude, he's also the guy um, in Super Troopers who... When oh, they yeah, 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 He yeah. eats the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He schnozberries. Tastes like schnozberries. Exactly, yeah. I probably should have led with that. Bro, and that's another... Wait, hold on. That's another rewatchable movie. Super Troopers yeah, is Super always... Yeah, Super Troopers a, is sick, yeah. Well, let's, get, well, let's go into our honorable mention because we're running out of time. Um, I, yeah, fuck I, my story. I... <laughs> <laughs> Continue the story. Tell me about Winston. Nah, I'm not fucking. You canceled it, bro. I'm not fucking doing it now. Fucking All right, so honorable mention. Uh, I had to go with a romantic comedy. I went with. Uh, oh my cra- god! Crazy stupid love. Crazy stupid love is a great a movie. movie. Great fucking movie. Gosling at his best. Um, so handsome, bro. Have you ever seen Drive? No, but is I that, need uh, to watch it. That's Ryan Gosling. That's an amazing. Is that with him and Bradley Cooper? No, that's uh, the place beyond the pines. Oh yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty good movie. That's a good movie, but that one gets tough yeah. to watch. It that's a fucking hardcore ass movie. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's heavy. It's. Oh yeah, it's definitely not feel good. I guess they should have been number one for me. Ocean's Eleven, with fucking Brad Pitt and George Clooney and Matt Damon. I that movie is on TBS every fucking week, and I watch it. <laughs> I actually you're a big TBS guy, bro. Well, I'm just saying that you're surfing <laughs> through the channels, and that shit's on. That shit was banging. Um, okay. And anybody else with like another like honorable mention movie? I mean, I always any any Harry Potter is good. Lord of the Rings, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Step Brothers, yeah. Step Brothers, definitely. I mean, um, Anchorman to a certain point, but it's been beat to death. Yeah, Anchorman's yeah. Oh, um, what's the George Clooney up in the air? That's another. That's one. a good movie. That's a good movie. That, Yo, have you ever good. seen? Have you ever seen Mike and Dave need wedding dates? <laughs> yeah, I watched that I think last year. It's it's pretty good. I fucking love that movie. That, right? so, yeah, yeah. The part with the um the ATVs in the Jurassic Park. Oh my god, he fucking nails her in the face. Outstanding. You're gonna edit that out too. Not. I said nails her in the face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm with a tire. <laughs> What's the um the one part where she's like, "Come on, if you do the jump, like I'll blow you," and then like the one guy's like. <laughs> The one guy's like, I'll play you if you don't. <laughs> the, like, uh, I'm think other movies that like I could watch. Uh, other movies I could watch like a million. Oh, times. Walk Hard, Dewey Cox. Definitely Walk Hard. <laughs> I uh, Arm- Armageddon, Armageddon. Oh man, Dwight cries at the end of Armageddon because Bruce Willis gets left on the asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, definitely. I've seen that a million times. I will watch it a million times. Yeah. Um, I'm more like with TV shows. I watch them over and over. Like I've watched New Girl, Shameless, and The Office mm-hmm. eight million times. Yeah, I'm doing The Office right now. I just watched the funny Office thing <laughs> when um um what do you call it um when the fight between like, Michael and Dwight. He's like uh. <laughs> Michael's like, yeah, I know like a ton of 14-year-old girls who can beat up Dwight. <laughs> Jim's like, you know a ton of 14-year-old girls? <laughs> and Michael's like, yeah, they can all whoop Dwight's ass. <laughs> and Dwight's like, what belt are they? <laughs> oh, that's the same episode. Michael's sitting on the end of Jim's desk, and he's like, you only catch the end of the story. And, J- and Michael goes, and they never messed with the damn rascals ever again. <laughs> Jim's like, wow, it sounds pretty tough. <laughs> I like All when right. he actually punches him. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he just goes, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he like shuts the blinds. Uh, all right. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our interview now with Jake from the Orphan, the poet. Um, this, is, this is episode 18. So we're, we're approaching 20. We're rolling the fuck along. We also have an interview with Kelsey Trainer. 
who is a lawyer. She's an activist. She's a podcaster, a blogger, uh, just an all around badass human being. So she'll be on this week too. Um, so yeah, once again, we did this interview with the orphan, the poet a couple weeks ago, fucking cover a ton of shit. Um, boys, anything else to add? Enjoy the interview. Yeah. Enjoy it. Damn. That was, that was very inspired. All right, guys. Fuck you. Love you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest for this episode of the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other than Jake Floyd from The Earth and the Poet. Buddy, how are we doing today? I'm good. How are you? How are you? I'm fantastic, dude. How's quarantine treating you? It's going good. We actually, I think the second last show, or second or third last show we ever had was with you guys right DC. before this whole thing went down. I like how you phrased it as like the second last show we ever had. Like, <laughs> we don't know what We're coming back. back, bro. We're coming <laughs> yeah, back. For sure. This, this is a positive space. We're, yeah, we're living in, in denial or something. I don't know. Dude, but, the day after that show was the first uh, case in DC. Dude, like, I know. And we, came, we came back and Jimmy, our drummer, was like, dude, I can't, I can't go to the studio and I don't feel good. And I was like, dude, if you got coronavirus, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> I was like, I sat in a car with you for like exactly. six hours, bro. Yeah. Um, obviously, you guys have been staying busy. Um, yeah. what, what, what's a day in the life right now? Um, riding every day. It's crazy. We, uh, we got lucky. We had um, some sessions booked already. Like we had a little bit of time off. Yeah. After our tour got cut short, we had about a month off and we were supposed to go to LA to write and we were supposed to write with uh, a guy named Matt Squire that we have written with before. Nice. And Matt, um, everything hit and Matt reached out to us to see if we wanted to do it virtually. And we'd never done that before. Yeah. But he was like quick to being like, okay, we'll try to do it virtually, whatever. Yeah. And it was a game changer. Dude. Like the, the fact that like he was so on top of it and I credit to him because he's been killing the game as far as the virtual sessions go he's like figured out how to like control other people's computers oh wow so you're like sharing screens and dude on on friday which this will come out later but so friday from today uh is going to be our first time tracking real vocals like keeper vocals with him wow So he'll be controlling david's computer from thousands of miles away bro it's really amazing to me and we had a conversation with somebody yesterday where we were talking about once again, it's a positive space. We're talking about yeah. kind of like the good that can come out of this. We, you know, we were on the verge of finishing a record. We were literally going to leave DC and, and finish the last couple like songs, just the odds and ends. And then this hit. And the first day I was like, oh, the fuck. And then yeah. after that, my initial reaction was, okay, we're going to learn. And we went right in. And I think we put together like 20 new demos and there's like four new singles that we cut in this amount of time. Yeah. And, Dude, it's really amazing. I'm glad to hear that other people are kind of having these creative breakthroughs to be like, yo, like yeah. this is actually, we can actually make a positive out of this. No, it's cool. I think like the uh, being kind of locked in for creative people, being locked in our houses or apartments or whatever is like sometimes really good because there's not distractions of the bars. You just, you just or compartmentalize, going or dude. Yeah. But it's not only that. It's like as a musician, like you're touring, you're booking, you're rehearsing, you're doing all this. And now it's just right and that's yeah you know exactly. I mean? that's the only thing yeah even even like beyond that like we had this month off we were planning on spending riding but you know once you get it's a month but then two weeks out from when we're supposed to go on tour again you start getting into like figuring out everything exactly so like, you're not fully 
devoted to just writing. So it's I've cool. never had a time in my life where I could just focus on one thing. You're constantly yeah, exactly. zigzagging. And then all of a sudden I got lucky. I hit a hot streak the second that this all started and it just started rolling. But I also, I write for a CSAC out of Nashville oh, yeah. and LA oh, in those offices. Cool. So I got in touch with my reps and I was like, yo, set me up with all the sessions you can. So yeah. I've made friends out of this. I've written some so really cool. cool shit, but I'm glad. First off, I think I want to start off by saying, I've noticed from a distance and in getting to know you guys, we have a lot of weird things in common. And it's yeah. the, work, the work ethic is one thing I will say. Totally. Well, you guys kill it. Well, dude, I mean, you, you as well. See, I told you, this is going to be a bro fest <laughs> at some point in this conversation. <laughs> totally. Um, but like, there's things that from a distance that I really appreciated about you guys. Cause one, I'm, I'm competitive. Like I always want to like see what everybody else is doing. And totally. then, but like, I'll tell you my moment where I like kind of like fell in love with the band was uh, still buzzing. And just the, the first teaser of just Dave covered in bees. Oh yeah. And this is, crazy. this is the, this is the first thing I want to bring up is that I remember seeing you guys a while back. Cause we've been in contact randomly for like three or four yeah, yeah, years yeah. now. Right. I don't know what it was just maybe through Instagram or Twitter. I, or something it, like that. how yeah. it always goes. And it's funny. Cause yeah, I was going to ask you about Kenny Carkey because yeah. I knew you were saying you're going out to LA. I just yeah. wrote, I was writing with him in January right before this happened. And I was oh, like, are you going cool. to go, go see that fucking idiot out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love him. So we actually did a virtual session with him last week. It did you? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We were mixing things during this and stuff. So we, actually put yeah. something out together but dude he's a great guy he's great he was our he was uh david and i's first co-write session ever really like, we'd never co-write with anyone before dude that's like a perfect human yeah. being to yeah. like because you walk into his studio and there's like dogs walking around and he's yeah. just there's also platinum plaques on the wall so it's kind <laughs> exactly. of like i don't know where i am right now but yeah uh, so looking back right i remember originally like seeing kind of an image you guys had and then all of a sudden I feel like something snapped in you guys and you were like, we're just going to be ourselves. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything yeah. else. We are going to do what we want to do. And since still buzzing, like, I feel like you guys have done this amazing job of one, like cultivating, cultivating an image two, cultivating a fan base and three, just being yourselves. Like, was well, that a, co- was that like a cognitive decision of like, um, we need to do what we want to do? Ah, oh man. It's interesting. You say still buzzing. Cause I feel like even when we put out still buzzing, we were like probably trying to be, whatever our version of what we picture an alternative band as we've all but, been there bro um realistically i think i would say more so when we put out queen cobra is such a good kind song of like, thank you yeah that's when we wrote with max and kenny i know yeah. and that yeah. that's how i found kenny because oh very cool like I don't know. It was a weird serendipitous thing to where I knew yeah. he had worked with you guys on that. Yeah. And I was like, I fucking love the bass tone on that song so much. The rolling oh, would start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah. Guys anyway. blushing over here. <laughs> so continue, anyway, continue. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like our being, our, I mean, it is us more so deciding we don't really give a fuck about, can I cuss? Okay, cool. yes, you okay, cool. <laughs> everybody does this yeah, they're like okay. can i do this i'm like dude yeah, uh, i don't give a fuck <laughs> uh so yeah so i don't know we kind of just started doing whatever and uh we started doing the color thing around that time too and yeah. that's because david on our first full u.s tour we did last year with the score the score took us out on like it was the first time going to so many cities going to canada going to a bunch of stuff so yeah shout out the score they're amazing dope band. but david had this all yellow outfit he was wearing. <laughs> still was does. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was like tight and it was work, like it tied in with Still Buzz and our song, whatever. Yeah. And then after that, David was like, am I, do I keep doing the yellow thing? And I was like, uh, and then I was working on artwork at the time 
for uh, our Queen Cobra song that was coming out. And I had this color scheme, and then there was three colors, yellow, pink, and blue. Yeah. So and then Sam and I, like, rock, paper, scissors for colors. And, Love and it. <laughs> and then from there, we just, like, lived in thrift shops trying to find stuff that matched. And but it's smart, dude. And, and it, yeah, it's, it's kind of – I think you can kind of smell it on people. Like, as soon as you meet them, whether or not it's an authentic thing. Yeah. And for me, like, I've always appreciated the fact that you, it seemed like you guys, like, in the same way that we did, I felt like we were really trying to be, like, because we were working out of Nashville. So okay. there's a funny story. I had this hat. It was like a big, like, John Marish, like, type, uh, like, the Nashville hat. Yeah. The Nashville hat. <laughs> yeah. And I bought it and I actually came home. And my then girlfriend, now wife, said to me, she's like, what, the, what the fuck is that thing? And I was like, dude, everybody in Nashville wears them. It's cool. Yeah. And I am from Northeast Philadelphia. It doesn't fly up here. And all my buddies yeah. were just busting my balls. And then we, we in the same period of time said, dude, let's just be us. Like, yeah, let's just totally. go for it. And yeah. before we put out our song, legends don't die in June last year, such a good uh, song, by the way. We, so we, thank you very much. We, as part of the rollout, it was kind of a nod to us, like in a way, like it, it was an inside joke for us, but we burnt that hat. We actually uh, took the trash okay. fire and burnt that hat. And video <laughs> Very it. cool. I love that. So it was like kind of like, I, I hope you know that other people notice that it's really an authentic thing. And I, oh, I thank you. Yeah. No problem. That's uh, why I wanted you on first. I wanted the band oh, on man. first. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, when bands start out, like everyone tries their best to be there, like, somewhat copycat version of the bands they love and yeah it's like it's not a secret every band does it when you're first learning to sing you're singing like whatever song you hear on the radio billy we, joe or we all or we all steal it's who's yeah. willing to admit it and yeah, yeah totally no art is like ex like exclusively original like everything is something else yeah totally i guess my question then for you is like who was like that person for you that you were looking at and being like that's what i want to be like what was your um i don't know like when I was younger, I mean, it's definitely like Green Day and like Blink-182, like those are the bands I, I grew up listening to. And yeah. it's been interesting because like, those are like, you know, pop punk, punk, whatever music. And that's definitely not our music, but that's that's the music that we all all love. Dude, and, and the interesting thing is like the, that was like still alternative radio music at that time. Yeah, And I think even as you get, we like, I don't know, get away from that or whatever, like, we still want to write songs that could be on the radio or not, and not necessarily for like, a, Oh, it's a big song, whatever. We just like, like catchy songs. And Dude. And that, that is so fucking funny. You said that. Cause it's always to me, it's like, we want to do and make what we want to make. But for me as a songwriter, it's all about hooks. Like I want, yeah, yeah, totally. to, not even for radio aspect. It's more like you remember that. And that's what I like. Yeah, I'm attracted yeah. to the poppy song structure. Totally. So, okay. So if you want to talk about early influences, like, yeah, we're going to talk about like, what are you listening to now? Cause a big okay. thing for me is I'm a big rap guy. So I'm oh, okay, wrapped up cool. in, I'm oh, wrapped up cool. in, I don't know anything about rap. <laughs> dude. I am like a diehard, like I'm a, yeah. like a historian in that matter, but oh, very cool. Um, just in all aspects, like I yeah. feel like genres are shrinking and we're all listening to everything. So totally. what's, what's interesting you right now, just what's floating around the band group chat. Um, like, oh, oh gosh. Okay. So, well, everyone has their like little things in our band. Um, I definitely lean more in like the pop world. I love yeah. pop music, whatever. Sam is like our resident metalhead. It's like is he? until the day he dies. Yeah, dude, I never sure. would have picked that out. Oh man, Sam <laughs> loves metal music. It's so it's great. And Sam and I bond to that. We both like hardcore music together. Yeah. And, and David and I, David loves like in the same respect of pop, but more like I don't know, like Christina Aguilera and that kind of like. Whatever. Damn, he's digging uh, back into like 
Yeah. So you guys do your homework on the pop side to be able to say like this is what I, I, I think mean. it's just it's more like who who jams what in the band when we're touring. Dude, but. we have the biggest problem to where like we all have very like if we have different spots for different people. Like we have a very configured way that we go. Yeah. And so if I'm driving, it's like either rap or like classic rock, and then it's like a mix of everything. Eric, our other guitar player, who happens to be my cousin, is like Sayosin. Mega dead, like so, like, but like nobody's ever like happy until a podcast comes on because they're just like nobody's getting what they want out of this situation. (laughs) Oh, that's great! Yeah, um, as far as what I'm listening to right now, though, I just I'm late on it, but um, I love K Flay so much. Okay, and uh, she just put out a song with X Ambassadors, and I saw that it's such a good song, and then that made me go back and finally listen to the album that came out in the fall, and it's like, yeah, it's been on repeat and i think for like the pop world for me it's interesting in this writing situation i got really into charlie booth at the beginning of of this so i started writing everything from the bass because i feel like a lot of his shit is driven from bass lines and totally that's kind of changed the direction of what we're writing right now so that who knows what's going to come out of this dude writing on bass is so cool i think uh i forget who i was listening to oh um i'm gonna try to remember it because i want to give them credit uh (laughs) Do you know the band Chang Gang of 1974? Hell yes, I do. Okay, so um, I was listening to him. We've, I think we're like Instagram friends or whatever, but I was listening to him on a podcast talk about how he writes everything for bass. Yeah. And I thought it was so cool because from a songwriting perspective, like if you're kind of just worried about the roots and the chords, yeah. you're not like psyching yourself out with whether it should be a power chord, whether it should be this type of chord, that type of chord. You're just yep. like the literal bass line level of like, stuff and i don't know it's it's so it's so much easier for me to write melodies i just hadn't like ever stuff. written like that before it's always been me Dude, and it, you need to get one of these what you got it's an acoustic little, it's it's a, it's a mini taylor oh bass. it's so tiny i love the mini martins and the mini taylor guitars yeah. that looks like it just be like i just get something magical out of that Dude, it's i like it's one of those things that i can i hate acoustic basses because they're so fucking big and stupid. i know <laughs> but like that, that one i just pick up and play all the time well you're not a short dude you're a pretty tall dude it's too it's that it's still too big though ken our bass player is six five so okay, he can everything looks like a, everything looks like a toothpick on him so it doesn't yeah. matter so all right so going back once again you yeah, guys totally. are Sorry, i'm getting you, no this is what it's about we're learning things this is yeah. this is good um you guys are columbus columbus ohio yeah. right yeah yeah totally is there a city in America that has a higher batting average for quality bands than Columbus, Ohio? Ooh. I don't I mean, think I'd so. To, I'd have to say, like, L.A. or New York or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but L.A.'s – dude, you've been yeah. in these scenarios where you go yeah. to things like uh, a tour or radio conference or something like that, and you're like, hey, man, where are you from? And they're like, L.A. And I'm like, no, but where are you really from? Exactly, they're like, yeah. Norman, Oklahoma. And yeah. <laughs> I remember – because you guys did the gathering last year, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We you were guys there, did the gathering too, We right? were there as well, right? Cool. So we're backstage. We were doing the Bishop Briggs uh, show. Oh, yeah. And uh, somebody so cool. had come up to me, and I, was, I decided that day I was going to wear – a Sixers jersey on stage under like a leather jacket or something like that. Cause I was like, fuck this shit. We're from Philly. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm riding out. And uh, somebody came up to me and they're like, so where are you from? And I was like, what do you mean? Where am I from? <laughs> Look yeah. at my shirt, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always found the LA thing interesting though, because I, even when you go out there, like I want to be not the LA guy. I want to just go out there and stand out a little bit, but yeah. I mean, yes, I guess per capita LA has the most people. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I was just, whatever. Dude, shout out to Columbus though, because you guys are yeah. killing it. I don't know if you know of Twenty One Pilots. They seem to be doing pretty nah, well. they are. Yeah, no, they're. I mean, we we love the fact that they're from 
our city. I and think, they like, really rep it. Yeah, no, not many bands rep Ohio as hard as they do. And I mean, maybe Machine Gun Kelly rep in Cleveland. But, yeah, he goes pretty hard for Cleveland. But even Columbus, I think like, even aside from the fact that 21 Pilots is from Columbus, I there are not many bands as big as them who have like straight up done it like from the the start. I mean, we were Bro, fortunate roots. Yeah, David and I have, are we are one of probably the few people that can say that we saw them playing from like five people. And, Dude, like, that's so whatever. fucking cool. And and not many people have like gone from playing like literal like VFW halls with straight metal bands or hardcore bands. Yep. And now are headlining fucking arenas all over the world i mean dude they're the biggest band in the world like there's yeah, no, it's so uh, cool are you familiar with a band called house of heroes they're yeah uh, yeah they're from columbus so josh was in that band right so josh was in that band yeah. and a writer buddy of mine uh his name's aj babcock was the bass player for that band oh so very cool. yeah i've known aj from nashville for like five years now and he was like i was in this band called house of heroes and i like looked it up and it was like josh jo jo josh dunn drummer and i was yeah. like i was like do you know josh dunn and he's like <sighs> yes <laughs> you're only the eighty thousandth person to ask me that oh, question yeah. yeah i don't i don't i don't know much of their music i mostly just know that josh was in that band and i know yeah. they're from ohio just aj like, wound up aj wound up leaving and moving to nashville and forming okay. a punk band that we're actually really good friends with oh, okay. um but yeah so you guys i've always appreciated once again the fact you guys rep your hometown and it's not like yeah. we're repping a bigger like i thought that was and you guys had a fucking billboard didn't you uh yeah we did in columbus yeah, when did. the king cobra review came out yeah that was cool i saw that and i was like that's my because yeah. in philly it's tough because it's the fourth biggest media market in the country and i don't have a hundred grand laying around yeah. to be like dude let's start oh, no, we did. I, let, uh, I want to say that that was not a uh we didn't pay a hundred grand tax. no it was like it was probably a, a management favor through a favor and we were kind of surprised with it so oh you didn't know that was happening no it was like it was actually like uh we have a rehearsal spot on the west side of the city and it yeah. was like probably the closest billboard to our rehearsal spot so it was really well planned and i would cry cool. that's like a, that's like cool. a that's a dream yeah. moment i mean it wasn't like the busiest like it was like next to a subway or doesn't whatever. matter bro people from that subway know your face <laughs> yeah totally all right so let me ask you so the other thing like the one of the first things i brought up off the top was i don't know many people that have done a better job of cultivating like an online fan base because you guys do oh, a man. hell of a job of that was, like was that a surprise to you like when people started to latch onto it uh yeah i mean that's like that's like all them i can't take credit for that at all that's I mean, you got yeah. people throwing fake money at you throwing bees yeah, at you dude, that was crazy that is like that's really dope to me because we yeah. can fit that in certain markets that we go to we know like that's our shit but like you guys have done a, a, the name of the podcast is kill your internet we're very yeah. interested in the way that people are using the internet and the way totally. that like things have evolved like, did you notice that start to happen, like, after you did something? Or was it just kind of, um, like, it started latching? It def it started after the, the Buzzin' video came out. Um, yeah. We, we did a tour. We did a couple shows with this band called The Rex. And they, Rex are dope. Yeah, and... Another um, rabid online fan base. Yeah, no, no, no. So, um, but slightly before that, um, I don't know how long before that, but this group kind of started, this group of people on the internet uh this girl named jay and katie started this um, give them a shout out uh they started this group called the hive which is like you know our still buzzing video david had bees on his face whatever great name. <laughs> that's all that fits um, bro yeah Branding. and and then so they started this kind of just like group and it, and it grew and grew and grew between like group chats that we see on twitter to 
whatever. And I don't know, it just kind of keeps growing. It's so cool. And then, so the money thing that was like, um, our, when did that happen? We put out our song called money the day before we started our tour with the score. Right. And then the second day of that tour was in Atlanta and amazing music city. Yeah. Uh, and it was our second time ever playing in Atlanta. Um, and we played that song and all of a sudden the stage got covered with these like, which I didn't know was happening at the time. And I didn't, and I was, there's a video of it. I'm like, I think I scream what the fuck <laughs> on stage. And we look down and it's these little dollar bills with like a B on it. It says the orphan, the poet. And then, so we tweeted a picture of it cause it was like fucking rad. And then all and of then, a sudden people are like, and then everyone else in the, on that tour, like started doing it in different cities and, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of been a thing. Like, we, we were just on tour with Deal Casino, the tour we played with you on. And That's it's our like, boys, man. It was like every other show was like, I don't know. We try not, I, I feel bad because we should clean it up, but we kind of never do. And like, nah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we we anyway. had a thing. We, we were playing the Fillmore at, in Philly, like, right before that. It was right before quarantine yeah. started. And we had all this, because our last song we were ending the night with is a song called Shine all the artwork and everything's purple and totally. from time to time we'll do purple confetti that will yeah come out. oh so and cool. we had it with us and like we were we were bringing it and somebody had read our contract and it literally said if you put confetti anywhere we're charging you at the ass to clean it up and i was like leave the confetti i'm not doing that <laughs> that's great so punk rock screw it dude yeah. so wait so back to atlanta okay. this brings me to another point yeah. of similarities Wendy Rollins is one of the people who yeah, was Philly radio one four five. Yeah, I mean that was our like our goat growing up. Like Wendy was like the voice of the radio, and yeah. then became a huge supporter, and then became a fan of ours. But Wendy, I want you to know, has been fervent was fervent to me of being like you need to check out the Orphan the Poet, and I'm like I know like oh, it's fucking yeah. dope. But then Mike Jones, another guy yeah. who is like a, a friend, obviously we were talking about Ted. Yeah. Um, you guys have obviously learned the importance of relationships, both with the fans and in the industry. And it's yeah. not like a, what can you do for me thing? It, it seems like people generally in the industry are like, these guys just seem like good dudes. Like let's do business. Oh yeah. I mean, Wendy's great. Like I, the best. I love her so much. I um, wasn't as familiar when, when our band started, I wasn't like super familiar with radio stuff aside from like outside of Columbus. And I'd heard of K rock obviously. Cause it's, you know, the biggest it's K rock, but, <laughs> but um, oddly enough, my girlfriend being from Philly, Radio 104.5 is such a big thing in yes. Philly. And, you know, uh, when our, we put out a song, whatever, to backtrack, we, when we put out an EP, we put out an EP in 2016, that's when we started. And there was a song called Terrible Things on it, and whatever. It got put onto playlists, and then Sirius XM's Alt Nation played it, whatever. And then I got really interested in radio. Right. Uh, my girlfriend, Casey, said, you should try to get your song to Wendy Rollins in Philly. And I was like, cool. Like, yeah, Philly radio, whatever. Um, anyway, so flash forward to like when Still Buzzing was happening and we actually kind of had a relationship with Wendy. She started playing us. We went down to Atlanta. Actually, sorry, when Money was happening. Money. We, we went down to Atlanta and that show where the money thing happened uh, was Wendy's first time seeing our band play. Right. And after that, we just like became best friends. I've said it to Wendy all the time. And she does these things that she doesn't have any obligation to do. She like oh. puts her neck out for people. 
and more than anything, like she's one of like the the few program directors who like really like are like invested in that that relationship. And not only that, just about music, man. Like I yeah. really appreciate Wendy for that. And we're gonna have, we had her on the second episode of the podcast. We're gonna oh, bring her back cool. on. She's yeah. the best. Um, all right, so we're winding down here. We're getting towards the end of the interview. Okay. I do need to ask the okay, Philly so, yeah. the, the Philly connection. Yeah. How did that happen? Okay, so um, well, first of all. Uh, what part of Philly are you guys from? I am from Northeast Philadelphia, Northeast born and raised. Okay. Uh, I live in Maniunk now. Okay. She's from like north, like north, directly north, northwest, and like uh, Bluebell. Yeah. So Ambler she's right outside the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so David and I used to have a band um, before we started this, and we were on tour and we were opening up for one of her favorite bands. And she came out to a show and Look we at that. Did not date right there. We just yeah. kind of like became friends. And then a year later, like just started talking and then we're long distance for a long time. And now she lives in Ohio. Dude, that's outstanding. Yeah, she's great. I love Philly. Yeah, she's, anytime I say like, I love Philadelphia and it's my favorite city, it's because so. that's outstanding, dude. Yeah. That is not like my story at all. <laughs> High school sweetheart. So oh, I, went the, I went the that's super cool. old school way. Man, that's cool. Though. Um, So, We've been we've been touching on this for all of our guests, even the band that comes on. We do coronavirus survival guides, which is we are just yeah. listing kind of like our top three things, like in different categories. And I I texted okay. you before, and I was like, "What have you been watching? Because okay. what 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 have you been binging on quarantine?" Oh, okay. I'm gonna try to bring this full circle into the hip hop thing. And, oh, let's go. Uh, I just watched the Beastie Boys documentary on Apple TV. I haven't like, gotten into it yet. It, is it great? It is so good. I mean, I've had like an appreciation for the Beastie Boys for like a long time, and Me too, you know, I know man. the singles or whatever, and I knew that Rick Rubin was involved with them. So, like from just a music side, you know, of course, the Beastie Boys, whatever. It's a history. The documentary is so good. It's so Spike, cool. Spike Jones did that, right? Yeah, Spike Jones did it, and I didn't realize. I knew that. I didn't realize his connection with everything because he did the sabotage video yep. and he has just been in that crew for a long time. So it's so cool. Dude, one of my all-time greatest show memories, we played Firefly last year or the year before. Wait, I forget. Did we play together? We played last year. Were you we were the them? year before. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and it was late night and Eminem was headlining the one night. Oh, it was definitely. Yeah, that's so cool. So I'm walking from the killers we're on. Yeah. And then Eminem's on the other side of the festival. And as I'm walking, there's a small stage. There's like a hundred people. And I hear Intergalactic start playing. And I'm like, who's DJing Intergalactic right yeah. now? And I walk over and it's Mike D from the Beastie Boys. He's doing a late night Get out of here. I stood. I, I, I stopped in my tracks and I was like, oh my fucking God. And I stayed the entire time. I missed like all of Man. Eminem. I, it was unbelievable. Dude, I think that that's the cool, like every time we this past summer did uh it was like a first time doing a bunch of those festivals a bunch like three or four or whatever still uh, a bunch dude yeah uh but uh i think as a music fan that's like my favorite part of doing those festivals obviously playing and like whatever there's all like the perks of being like artist whatever the coolest part is just being able to see all these fucking rad bands what was your biggest time. what was your biggest oh shit moment where you were like standing near somebody and you were like oh, oh my god dude, I'm i have it i have it i have it so perfect i met matt healy from the 1975 oh no mind. way yeah it was so cool i didn't was do it, i it was he cool it, yeah i mean but oh. i don't know i wasn't like trying to bother i was just like we happened to be like close to each other backstage and I just like walked over and I was like, that's what I just want I would, to say. I would pass I'm, I'm out. A big fan. Yeah. yeah. I, I think mean, for, he was super cool, but I didn't want to take up too much time. So I was just like in and out. I'm going to tell you, I love you. And then leave. 
Mine would be I tackled Mark Foster from Foster the People kind of. Get out of here. That's a, that's a story. Mine's not a story. I just no. freaked out and said hi. Uh, it was the first night of a festival when the Arctic Monkeys were playing, one of my all-time favorite bands, and I got uncharacteristically drunk. Like, I was happy. Like, I was just, like, a happy drunk. Yeah. And, As you can do at those festivals. It's and very I'm not easy that, I am not that dude. I am, like, the control freak while we're there being, like, this is what we do, regiment. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, they started playing I Bet You Look Good on the dance floor, and, like, sit, like fourth grade column was like oh my god and i started like pushing my bandmates like fucking around and we were in like the artist pit between the stage and the, the yeah. fans and i shoved this one like i was just going around like fucking people and i pushed this one dude and he like tripped over his feet and he hit the dirt and i was like oh my bad and i looked and i'm like oh my god that was fucking mark foster from Foster <laughs> and his band was really cool like they were not like oh, nobody yeah. there was no hard feelings I met um we met Alt J that weekend too. Oh really? Oh man, that's cool. They were playing hacky sack with like a water <laughs> bottle, and we were like, yeah. "Who are these fucking guys?" And our photographer Dylan went over and was like, "That's Alt J." Oh, so cool. I also almost fought a dude from One Direction, but I'll leave that for another time. Oh, yeah, next podcast, I want to hear that story. So yeah. go ahead, give me your last two shows. Okay, uh, so I uh, just watched the Beastie Boys thing. Um, oh gosh, what was it? I should have been more prepared. Um, oh, dude. I've been told to start the show Outer Banks on Netflix. I don't know anything about it, but it's really good. I've been told that as well and haven't gotten in yet. Um, and it seems right up my alley. I love all those like teen drama, whatever shows. What about like older shows? Because there was something we talked about earlier. Before we even got on, I pointed out something that you were drinking out of. Oh, The Office. Well, that's like my main I was going to say. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even consider that what I'm binging right now. That's what I binge in my that's, all. That's background yeah. noise at this point, right? It, it, it truly is. I... Uh, I always get shit because I like fall asleep. To, I like I like TV Me too. is like a white noise, and it's The Office every time. I I can I could probably listen to it and know what's going on versus even needing to see it. You ever watch New Girl? Oh, I love New Girl. That The Office and New Girl are the only two shows in our Dude, house. We are. This is show. this is right. This is me and you. It's right here. Come over sometime. Yeah. We'll put on some white noise. Just fucking kick yeah. it. This is great. Yeah. So th- I don't even consider that what I'm bitching during coronavirus. Right. That's what I do all the time. Uh, <laughs> I have been watching a bunch of older movies though. I've gotten really into movies. Um, I had a, we had a '90s theme the other day, so we watched. Uh, the movie Can't Hardly Wait. Dude, like, they just put that on Netflix. Yeah, we watched that one, which um, I texted Max Collins uh, from Fitness because the first song in the movie is Eve Six. And I was like, dude. Bro, did you yeah. see him on Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, dude, Chevy Mustang. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> I texted uh, Kenny because I was like, dude, is this real? Or did somebody Photoshop this shit? Like, did no, he just like, yeah. I was like, did he Photoshop himself into Jimmy Fallon? And he went, nah, dude, that's fucking real. Dude, and I was following <laughs> all the Chevy Mustang stuff. It's insane. Dude, I text, I texted him back and I was like, you crazy son of a bitch. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's dude, so cool. We're about to run out of time. This yeah, has been yeah, outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, no, thanks. dude, get out of here, dude. I'm just glad you're on here. I'm glad yeah. you're safe. Um, I want you back on. Obviously we'll do yeah. this again. Yeah, um, I feel like we barely talked about like anything real. And, and the text before this was, we're just going to wind up growing out. Perfect. But we went through the internet. We went through yeah, how to yeah, build totally. your fan. We, I yeah, just right. inceptioned you into a full conversation. Perfect. Sounds good. Jake, always great, man. Stay, stay, stay healthy. Yeah, totally. All right. I'll see you on the other side. All right, brother. Bye.